0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And the fan hotline's presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh trusted plumbing and HVAC, an HVAC provider for over 50 years. And joining us on the fan hotline now, it is... Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Jason, do I refer to you as columnist Jason Mackey or Pirates beat writer Jason Mackey yet? When when does the official crossover happen?
2: Yeah, so the switch flips on April 1st. So for the time being, I'm Pirates beat writer Jason Mackey, but you you can call me whatever you want, Josh. I'm just happy you call me.
1: All right, you big jerk. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, no, uh Jason, congratulations first of all on uh taking Ron Cook's place as columnist at the Post Gazette. Th- those are uh those are big, sometimes angry, but uh pretty fun shoes that you get to fill there.
2: Man, they're gigantic and I'll never fill them and I'm not going to try. Like I think the world of Ron, I- I've told him this, uh, I think the world of, of Gene and Bob Smizic and the legacy that we've had and um, it's been my dream for a long, long time to try to put myself in position to follow those guys. Um, I'll never be those guys. I never tried to, but, um, it's definitely kind of a pinch me moment in my career. I, 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 I've worked very hard. I, I take pride in that and that it, it, it's sort of happening, um, or at least I have the chance to make it happen and, and hopefully carry on that legacy. So thank you. I'm excited to get going, um, and, yeah, it's just – it, it kind of knocks the words out of me. I'm full of a lot of hot air sometimes, but I struggle <laughs> talking about that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, I saw – so you're down in in Bradenton, uh, that area right now. Uh, you're enjoying uh, someplace called uh, the Ugly Grouper, it looks like, which uh, looks pretty darn good according to the pictures you put out. But what's the overall vibe like in Bradenton right now? Pretty uh, exciting times is – The players all begin their, uh, their preseason workouts here for the Buccos.
2: Yes, sir. So yeah, ugly grouper on Anna Maria Island. Um, As anybody who reads our paper probably knows I'm a bit of a Bradenton, uh, this area food nerd and that the grouper tacos there are just absolutely impeccable. So the vibe at pirate city though, Josh, it's been very upbeat. It's been a little different. and I've been asking players to try to put their finger on what the difference is. And, I, I nobody's really come out and said this, but, I mean, I've covered a few of these where it hasn't been like this. And it's like there are adults in the room. It's a real major league spring training. There's a purpose here. And I understand people are upset. They, they need another starting pitcher. They didn't do enough this offseason. I get those complaints. But there's a much more business-like vibe in there right now where it's like we're not worried about development. We're not worried about this prospect or who's getting better Or, you know, we just want to improve these certain skills, and we're hoping, like, they are expecting to compete. And people on the outside might think that's insane, and that's fine. But if you ask me what the vibe is like in there, there's a lot more confidence and just, you know, veteran guys, guys who have been around, and they expect this thing to go a certain way.
1: Is the sense that we're not the kids anymore? I mean, is that kind of – that that moniker is gone? It's weird because – they're they're not the kids anymore, but they're still the kids. Like there's kinda <laughs> still a young. Of
2: Rowdy Tele Yeah, I was talking to Rowdy Tales about this and it's an interesting situation with the Pirates where they have a bunch of older players, veterans, established guys. They also have a bunch of younger players, kids who are light on experience. There's not a lot in the middle and they need to have guys that sort of unite the two. And I think Talez is an interesting part there where he's not old, he's not young. Um, but he is outgoing, and he is friendly, and he is funny. And to me, he's one of those important bonds there. Um, you know, even Bednar, Reynolds, Hayes, Keller, like they're not veteran veterans, but they're obviously not young guys either. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot how those two sides work together. You know, the Henry Davises, Paul Skeens, Jared Triolo, Leover Verpiguerro, Quinn Priester, Rwanzi Contreras. Like that's your young guy crowd, you know, but how do they mesh with – Arolas Chapman, Martín Perez, Yasmani Grandal, um, you know, a couple other guys. So they they need to figure that out. Spring training's a good time.
1: Talking with Jason Mackey from the Post Gazette. Uh, Jason, um, is Henry Davis uh, yoked out of his mind right now? I saw a video that you posted. <laughs> and the guy, I mean, I, 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 the guy literally looks like. And I said this the other day too. He looks like clean Mark McGuire right now, size wise. He looks huge, dude.
2: You're not the first person who, have, who has used the word yoked um, <laughs> relative to Henry Davis. I'll put it that way. Um, Henry Davis' batting practice has been quite a display down here. Uh, the first day he took BP, their cars parked beyond the left field fence, and I was amazed that one of them didn't get dinged. The next day, one did, and I, <laughs> I tweeted out the photo of that. He has looked really good. I mean, and yes, he looks yoked. Um, he's a, a solid 227, might even be more than that. I mean, I, I think I tweeted something to the effect that he could play fullback and it looks like it, but I mean with Henry It's going to come down to his defense I I really don't have any doubt that he's going to be able to hit and produce offensively Can he defend that being said Josh his defense down here has been excellent It really has they threw to bases today. I mean he's moving around back there throws are on point I watched those same throws last year and they were extremely wild now I mean, one day does not a spring training make, so I'm not trying to go crazy. But, you know, I've watched him catch a couple bullpens. I've watched him catch a couple live BPs. I have seen zero hiccups in his catching. And, again, it's only been four or five days. Slow it down. But if he can catch, he's on this team, number one. Number two, the conversation then becomes how many games does he catch?
1: Well, Jason, obviously uh, you're aware of this. There's been some talk about – Maybe he has to start the season in AAA. It sounds like from what you're telling no, us that's... No, that to come out. <laughs> <It's>, it, <laughs> sounds, it sounds like from what you're telling us right now that, that that might not exactly be the case when the season does get underway.
2: Dude, he's been the best catcher in camp by a mile. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the idea now that he would go to AAA is mind-blowing. Um, I th- now, here's where I come down on that. I mean, it is possible... Sure, it's possible. And I feel like Ben Charrington and Derek Shelton have both said the same thing, probably for a reason, that he's only caught 79 games. And in the scheme of things, yes, that's a relatively low number. And they're going to be quick to point out guys who have caught more games than that. And that's fine. And I I think what they're trying to do there is not turn the pressure up on Henry. And it's perfectly okay. Uh, The way they're looking at this is that if Henry Davis stinks defensively and he doesn't hit, he's probably going to triple A. Mm-hmm. Uh, between you and I, and and people listening, like I don't think he's going to stink defensively, and I do think he's going to hit. So why would you send him to Triple A? You're trying to win. You know Yasmani Grandal profiles best as a backup catcher at this point, which is fine. I mean he's ex- an expensive backup catcher, but he's a, a bit of an insurance policy. As long as Henry Davis performs, he's going to be with the big club.
1: Jason, uh, I know you uh, you tweeted out a picture of uh, Bob Nutting speaking with Mitch Keller down there as well. Yeah. What's the status of that contract situation look like? Are you optimistic something can get worked out or will get worked out? Where do things sit with Mitch Keller and the Pirates when it comes to keeping him here longer term?
2: Yeah, this offseason, Josh, I was not thrilled with – you know or i should say not feeling super optimistic that something would get done with Mitch i talked to Mitch the other day about this and um he w- he was very optimistic it would happen um from what i understand this got fairly down fairly far down the road last season and became one of those things where it's tough to negotiate in season where you're getting an input every 5 days and how he's performing and you know they just couldn't seem to agree on a number that works I think Keller really wants to be here. I think the Pirates really want him to be here. I think the Pirates see value in him being here. So after watching those conversations and eavesdropping a little bit, I mean, Nutting and and Mitch were not talking about the extension stuff. Um, I was listening in, and I'm not going to go listen in and then say what they were talking about on the radio. But, like, seeing those conversations take place, knowing how the sides feel about one another, honestly, man, like, this should get done. This should get done at some point this spring. It makes too much sense for it not to get done. So, I mean, I, I'm not
1: saying it's imminent. I'm not happening saying it's
2: going to happen in the next couple of days, but it, it would not
1: surprise me if they find common ground. That's uh, definitely good news. I think if you're a pirates fan, and if you're, if you're a Mitch Keller fan, uh, for sure. Uh, we're talking with Jason Mackey from the post Gazette, uh, Jason, I think there's still some questions. Speaking of that position about starting pitching the rotation, As we stand right now on February 19th, what does their rotation look like to you? Is there another signing to come? Um, And then we'll talk about the bullpen after that. But uh, where where do things stand right now when it comes to their rotation, do you think?
2: Yeah, still too thin in my opinion. Um, And I think they probably share that opinion. Uh, If you're going to sketch it out right now, I mean, obviously Mitch Keller is going to get the ball on opening day, right? And then you're going to go from there to Marco Gonzalez and Martin Perez. From that point, it's a lot of uncertainty you've got at least two spots, maybe three you know I wouldn't be surprised if they went to a six man rotation. they've got some older guys and they like to do some funky stuff with pitching but I mean at this point, Josh, I still expect them to do something I do I mean that's everything you hear around this team like they need another starting pitcher they know they need another starting pitcher, whether that's via trade via free agent signing I don't know but you know, Blake Snell's not anywhere. Jordan Montgomery's not anywhere. I'm not saying that the Pirates are going to sign either of those two guys. They're not. But I mean, there are much bigger dominoes to fall. So it's a weird thing with the baseball offseason. I'm not sure it's a good thing for the sport. I'd like to see this stuff done earlier. But for what for a couple different reasons, it's dragging out. And, yeah, I mean, if it's Edward Cabrera, somebody else from the Marlins, somebody else from the Mariners, Noah Syndergaard, Domingo Herman. I'm not quite sure. But, yeah, I do expect them to have another starting pitcher brought in here.
1: You mentioned Edward Cabrera. That's, I think, the one that's had the most buzz. Uh, that that comes via trade. What's the, I guess, uh, what's the return for Miami going to look like? I mean, what would the Pirates need to give up to bring in a guy like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, probably young pitching. Peter Bendix is their GM now, and he's got a, a pretty strong raise history that's generally what they hunt for in trades, you know, pitchers, projectable pitchers. So I, I think about that. You're probably a three piece return. I don't think this is just me speculating, but hearing, you know, what's sort of been discussed that it would take Chandler, Solamedo, um who else? Marr Skeens. I mean, the pirates wouldn't be interested in dealing those guys. That would be a non-starter, but like, I don't think it would take a premium package of prospects. Um, whether they get there, I don't know. But I I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a three – you know, if this gets done, it winds up being a three-piece deal and you've got like two higher end but maybe one of them lower level pitching prospects, that sort of thing.
1: You mentioned the, the name Skeens. What are we looking like for Paul Skeens, do you think? When's he going to be at the major league level? And uh, I guess what has been – your impression of, of what you've heard about Skeens uh, in the early days of spring training.
2: I mean, I love this, man. I, I, I love this. It, it, him not being with the major league club, like, it, it can't possibly be long. Now, I understand where the Pirates are coming from on this, and that's basically we want to see him make starts in the minor leagues and we want to see him get on a five-day rotation and we want to see him earn his way up here. Like, even Strasburg took some time in the minor leagues. Even Garrett Cole took some time in the minor leagues. I don't expect Paul Skeens to make the team out of camp, and that's fine. But I don't expect it to be terribly long. Um, Based on the stuff I've seen from Skeens, talking to Paul, I watched one of his bullpens. That was one of the coolest things I've seen on this beat, Josh, where, like, I mean, let's remember, he's a 21-year-old kid, right? Like, a lot of these guys are just, like, wide-eyed, happy-to-be-here, sort of stunned, deer-in-the-headlights look while throwing a bullpen. In these bullpens, they've got all kinds of tech. You know, a pitcher can turn around, look at a giant TV screen, and it's talking about all the different metrics to his pitches. Not only is Paul interested, like, he knows exactly what he's looking at. He knows exactly, oh, I I need to do this. I need to, you know, move this down here. And he's telling the coach what – is happening. It's it's fascinating. I mean, the dude's going to be ready for it. I, I really don't have any doubt that he's going to be just fine, but I understand the Pirates wanting to see it first.
1: Jason, last thing for you, you know, we talked about the rotation, and obviously I think the Skeens factor may be playing a little bit of a role perhaps in this on, you know, how aggressive they are in the pitching market, but one thing that does seem for certain is that this team has the potential of you know, one of the very best bullpens in all of baseball. Is that leading perhaps to them feeling like, hey, maybe we don't need to go all in on a rotation because if we get to the fifth inning, we know that we can beat teams with what we have in the bullpen. Are they a little – is there a little bit more wiggle room or maybe not as much pressure there on them to go in on starting pitching depth because of what they have in their bullpen?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of an input – I do think they would like to have more starting pitching depth than they have. Like I I think they're aware of how thin and how bad it can get with starting pitching, but yes, I mean, that's why they pivoted to the bullpen and people might look at that and think they're insane, but they're basically saying like, look, 15 million is about the going rate for, you know, Luis Severino, Frankie Montas or whatever. We can spend a little less than that and get a role as Chapman and have somebody who is flat out dominant save some money and go get our starting pitching another way, which I think sent them down the trade rabbit hole. And we'll see if it nets Edward Cabrera or somebody else. But I mean, I sort of understand that thinking and they really want to be aggressive with their bullpen this year. They're going to be aggressive with their bullpen this year. And if you think about it, signing Chapman, it actually has implications in like the fifth and sixth innings. And you basically don't need all that much out of your starters. So if you have Chapman, you can go Holderman, Chapman, Bednar. You can deploy Majinski in the sixth. I mean, and you might be able to deploy Majinski for a second inning. And he's got a background as a starter. Yeah. Would have no issue doing that. So all you need out of your starter is literally four competent innings. And so you're lessening the load on Priester, Ortiz, Rowanzi. Um, yeah, so I, I do think one is related to the other. I just I'm not saying one is excusing the other.
1: Jason, uh, our our time as, uh, you know, Pirates insider talking to me who no longer is going to do pirate shows, that's come to an end. But I'm glad that uh, we still get a chance to talk a little baseball on the air. And I hope that we continue to do that as well as other sports soon enough. I I plan on being around all sports,
2: so I, I hope you all will have me um and i hope you're still <laughs> on the air josh you do an awesome job i love
1: listening to you so
2: right, let's do this again
1: we will thanks buddy appreciate it enjoy florida all right yep later on all right jason Mackey joining us from down south he's eating grouper tacos he's talking to baseball players he's enjoying the 75 degree weather and I look outside and there's still snow on the ground, and it's not baseball season here yet, but it is baseball season in Bradenton. I, uh, you know, I think one of my my biggest regret. I've had a few, Joel, but I, I have I have never been to spring training. Two years, oh, eight years here, on the fan, at the fan. Two years as a pre- and post-game host, never a spring training for me. Not even for, you know, two or three days. Yeah, never, never. But you know what? I think now I'm just going to go down as a fan, maybe next year. Maybe maybe I I do know someone that has a house down there, and I, I have a couple connections maybe there. I can go down, I can play a little golf, watch a little baseball. I don't have to interview anybody. While I'm there, I mean, I could, I guess, I, they they might credential me still, but I, uh, I I've never been to spring training, I've never been to Bradenton or Anna Marie Island. It's a it's a bummer for me. I would like good to time go.
3: to good time to take a vacation week around that time probably.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that that might happen next year. There might be a little trip next year down to the Bradenton, the greater Bradenton area. I met their, uh, their director of tourism for Bradenton at Pirate Fest. He gave me his business card. Very nice man. And uh, he said, "Hey, let's uh, let's build a relationship here." Now he probably didn't know at the time that I was going to stop hosting Pirates pre and post game shows. But hopefully, he still wants to do business with me and talk with me and maybe take me uh, take me around town. Probably not a pro- bad thought. Pro- probably not. Anyways. Um, that's really interesting stuff from Jason Mackey. The Henry Davis stuff in particular, really interesting. Uh, I, I, So interesting, in fact, I tweeted the quote out. Quote, he's been the best catcher in camp by a mile, is what Jason Mackey said about Henry Davis. That kind of goes against those little rumors coming out that Henry Davis was going to start the year in AAA, does it not? Let's talk more about that when we come back. I'm Josh Roundtree. It's a fan evening show. Okay,
0: picture this.
4: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited
1: by state law. You know, Joel, the more that I think about it, the more I'm starting to like the uh, thought of just sipping on a nice cold beer in right field at Bradenton next year and enjoying baseball that way. Too late for me to do it this season, but... Next year sounds like the play. For sure.
3: And Get in touch with Ron Cook while you're at
1: it. That is a brilliant idea. I don't know that Ron would take my phone call. That would be a new phone who dis situation, perhaps. Mainly because I don't think Ron Cook has my phone number right now. Ron and I got very close over the last... Not very close. I mean, we weren't, like, palling around. But we got pretty close over the last few months. There were some... Nice conversations that we had about life and love and work and all sorts of things. And uh, Ron was uh, very kind to me over the last few months. When I, to be honest, needed somebody to be very kind to me. And uh, I appreciate that from Ron. That's uh, that's about as emotionally sappy as I can get. Uh, but I don't know if I called Ron up. You know what? I think Ron would get a beer with me. I don't think he's gonna to come to a Pirates game with me though at Pirate City. But I think if I said, Hey, Ron, I'm in town. Would you like to have a beer? He might say, I who is this? And then when I would say it's Josh Browntree, he would say, Okay, yeah, I'll get I'll get a beer with you. I mean, how many other
3: people from here in Pittsburgh are gonna be down in Florida, yeah. where he is, you know? Yeah.
1: I uh I do think though that uh Ron made the right call going to Fort Myers. He literally, in the dead of winter, just said, "Eh, screw it, I'm going to Florida." And uh, I've been to Fort Myers. I went to Fort Myers last year. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Great call by Ron. But uh, yeah, I I you know what I I probably will send him a text next year and see how he's doing. Uh good stuff from Jason Mackey. The I guess the prognosis on Henry Davis has uh, greatly improved for us in the last couple of days. It went from this guy might start the year in AAA to this guy is the best catcher on the team right now. Well, that's going to tell me all I need to know. And I certainly trust uh, Jason's opinion and uh, what he is seeing there. I was worried. Uh, I talked about it on Saturday when I was when I was on. Like, if this guy starts to AAA, we got to start throwing the word "bust" out there. And I thought that was premature. If that would happen, I'm glad that, from all accounts, this guy has uh, gotten a lot better and started to figure it out. From at least what we're hearing through the first, you know, a few days, pitchers and catchers, all that. Uh, That is comforting. I think if you're a Pirates fan, it is exciting if you're a Pirates fan, because this guy is big. He is massive. And I'm not just talking about his importance to the team. I'm talking he is a huge human being right now. This guy got really, really big in the offseason. I think he went down to Pirate City and he just started lifting weights and eating chicken and, you know, just having at it as far as protein shakes and things like that because he looks – just ripped. And that's exciting. If he can move around quickly and his body can hold up, then great. The Pirates haven't had a 40 home run hitter since the 70s. And I think Henry Davis is the guy that could maybe end that. He could be the first guy since the 1970s to do that. But more importantly to me, like I want to see what this guy can do outside of hitting home runs. Uh, we saw him... Go deep off Shohei Ohtani twice. And that's awesome. Big moment. But what can he do when, you know, it's a two-strike count and you got to get a runner over? What can he do when you need just a base hit to win the game? What can he do, you know, as far as pushing the ball to the opposite field and hitting a gap? Like, that's where I want to see Henry Davis improve. The power stuff, hey, you know what? If that comes in big, big bunches, cool. I'm ready for that. But I also don't want to see a guy that hits 195 and has 30 home runs. Like, that's... 30 home runs is cool, but if you're batting 180, you know, your your net gains there are not enough. So, all things considered... Very, very positive reports right now coming from Bradenton from Jason Mackey about Henry Davis. I will say I am concerned about the pitching situation. And, you know, I do feel like they are trying to give themselves a fallback cushion, safety net, whatever you want to call it. They're trying to give them the out that, hey, if we don't really get this rotation really, really good. At least we have a great bullpen, and this bullpen should be great. Now, the problem is going to be is this. If you get a couple of injuries in your bullpen and you're not strong as a rotation, you're screwed. And if Chapman goes down for a while, if Bednar goes down for a while, Holderman, Holderman missed a couple of you know, different stints last year with an injury, then all of a sudden you're starting to think, eh, we got an issue here. That's why the Pirates, they need to go just bulk up on their depth and starting pitching. It, it happened last year. I mean, I think there was a point last year when Velasquez was in that rotation and Oviedo and Keller and so on and so forth where you thought, all right, like, this is a pretty good rotation. Like, th- this can be serviceable. And it was until those guys started going down with this and down with that and an injury here, uh, an elbow thing here with Velasquez, and then all of a sudden – The last two months of the year, it's, well, we got Mitch Keller and we got Johan Oviedo, and we don't have Jack you-know-what else. And they had to rely on their bullpen time in and time out. Basically, three out of every five days, they're throwing their bullpen. And credit to them, they made it work. I just hope that they didn't look at that in the last couple of months and say, "Ah, you know what, starting pitching – We were able to win without it. Is it really that important? I don't think they're that dumb. I hope they're not that dumb to think that that is a sustainable method to winning in baseball over the course of 162 games because it's not. There is a growing trend where bullpenning, if you will, the openers are increasing in value. That doesn't mean that you can have two or three pitchers and get away with it. Two or three starting pitchers and get away with it. You have you have to have that depth. And that means that they need to go find somebody else for this rotation, and they need to do it soon. Whether that is a trade for Edward Cabrera, whether that means they have to go overpay for somebody like a Blake Snell, I don't think that's going to happen. But if I'm the Pirates right now and I'm looking at this team, and like we've heard from Jason Mackey, this group seems like they are really feeling like they can have a winning team this year. If that's the case, go overpay for somebody right now. And, in fact, you're not overpaying because there's no salary cap. You can go pay whatever. They're not going to blow the bank a $300 million pitching contract. I get that, and they got to pay Keller At some point, sounds like there's some optimism that will get done. But if you feel like your window here is the next three years, two, three years, and that's from all accounts what we've heard, like 2024 could be that big step forward year. 2025, this team could be good enough to contend for a world championship. If that's what you feel, go sign a pitcher for a couple of years here. Go sign a good pitcher, and you're losing time now on what's left, but there's still guys out there. Jason threw out Montgomery and, and Snell and you know if you can get swing a trade with you know the Marlins for Cabrera, go make that deal. It, it's time to stop valuing the prospects. And it's time to start A spending and B pushing those chips in here a little bit. I'm not saying you go all in on twenty twenty four necessarily, but you're upping the ante in a significant way. It's time. You owe it to the fan base. You owe it to the other guys on that team that are ready to go and compete and win. And I think along these lines, you owe it to Derek Shelton because it is time to see if Derek Shelton can be a winning manager in the major leagues. We don't know yet. We don't know if that's the case yet. I've given Derek Shelton the pass. I know the guy's gotten some heat. I I, I just don't think he's had a major league capable roster until this point. And we saw last year in the back half of the year when some of their guys really started to develop, and even without starting pitching, they started to win. If they can get back to that with the added depth that is out there that they already have and that can be grown, Derek Shelton has no excuse but to win now. And I like Derek Shelton. I think he's a really good baseball mind. I do, but I got to see that the guy can win as a major league manager. And until I see it, I, you know, I'm just in the camp now where I'm not going to believe it. And and I you know I trust that it can happen because I, I've heard so many good things about how good of a baseball mind he is. But it's time to to prove it. And here's his chance. This team should be better. They should be an above 500 team. I think they have the ability to be even better than that. I think the division is lending itself to maybe not being great. And it's an opportunity for the Pirates to slide on in there and win some games. Let's grab a call here. Let's go to Steven in Glassport. Hi, Steven. What's up? How you doing today? I'm good. What's going on, buddy? Nothing, I think Ruddish, I think that was a good tri- good deal that the Pirates got
3: Rodish Chapman in the free agency. I think they need to get more pitchers and they need to get more outfielders so they can go to playoffs. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah, Steven, thanks buddy. Appreciate the call. Um look, I you know I like the Chapman deal because it adds depth to a bullpen. That's nice. But he's not starting games for you. And they they still need somebody to start games. All things fail. Chapman is a major, major trade piece of the deadline. And maybe you get some talent back heading towards 2025. But that can't be the mindset of this organization right now. The mindset needs to be, we can start really, really winning right now. What can we do to make ourselves winners right now? And part of that... I hope the biggest part of that is why you brought Chapman, a guy like that, in. But I think the holes on the roster are shrinking a little bit. Like We'll see what happens with Davis in the catching spot, but with O'Neill Cruz back, with Key Brian Hayes hitting the baseball the way he did in the back half of last season, and if that can continue, you're talking about a left side of your infield that could potentially, I think, become – one of the very best in baseball, and that's exciting. It's a reason to go out. It's a reason to watch. It's a reason to to entertain this team and to let them entertain you. But again, we're still at the prove it stage that that can happen over the course of 162. We're not quite there yet. I think we have a chance of being there though with this team. I really do. On Wednesdays, hear about Joe Starkey's card of the week from Baseball Card Castle and Cranberry contests. Run every Wednesday through Friday at noon at the 937thefan.com contesting page. If you want to hop in, 412-928-9370 is the number. And we'll grab your calls after this. I'm Josh Roundtree. Treats The Fan Evening Show. We'll hold the phone here. We have breaking news on the Justin Fields front. This is big. Really big. Tom Fornelli of CBS Sports reports that Justin Fields is no longer following the Bears on Instagram. My God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Justin Fields is no longer following the Bears on Instagram. That must mean that he is going to get traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, there's a lot of sarcasm going on. Um, uh, Yeah, that, that ain't happening. I, I think we've kind of secured that now with Jerry Dulac's report, what we've heard from other people. Fields ain't coming to the Steelers. And I think it's a good thing, to be totally honest. I I just don't see the pendulum swinging that far for them if they bring in Fields as opposed to a Pickett-Tannehill marriage. Um, but, hey, who knows? It sounds like the uh, the marriage has gone south for Fields and the Bears because he's no longer following the Bears on Instagram. That's what you do when you break up with somebody now. That's when you know it's official. You stop following them on Instagram. Joel, have you ever stopped following somebody on social media? Like Someone you know.
3: Probably, but maybe not for that reason. I don't know.
1: There's been a couple. A couple people that I've. I, I can't get into too many specifics on this, but there's been a couple of people out there. One person I know in particular who kind of went off the deep end, kind of became a bit of a nut job, if we will. And I was like, I, 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 can't, I can't do that anymore. Post, actually, there were two people. Two people that kind of went off the deep end. As far as uh, a little conspiracy theorist uh, to the extreme, if you will and i have enough worry in my life that i don't need to worry about things that aren't happening you know what i mean like my anxiety is high enough that i don't want to welcome anxiety on things that aren't even real
3: what's the best way to reduce that anxiety i don't know you know if i if i knew that i get rid of get rid of them on your social media it reduced a little bit of the anxiety.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Just that did bit. it. I mean, yeah, it, it definitely helps in that regard. Um, cuz that you know, it be, it basically became I I feel like when you have people like that that are out there, if you will, on social media, it, there gets a point where you see what they're talking about and then the algorithm because you're so fascinated at how bizarre it is. Not that you believe it or want to see it, but then the algorithm thinks that you want to see more of it. So then they're the first thing you see when you open social media. And it's just, oh, every time you open social media, there's just some bizarre post out there. And yeah, I just couldn't take it anymore.
3: And hey, who's forcing you to follow that account? You know?
1: Yeah. It takes a lot for me to unfollow Somebody on social media, though. It does. Or to block somebody. I don't block a lot of people. Same here. I've only blocked people that have gotten weird on social media with me. And there's been, I don't have a lot of followers. Like, I think I'm just under, like, 10K. But that's that's enough people, especially doing what we do in this industry, that's enough people that there's going to be a couple of very bizarre folks in there. People who threaten you or say weird things or you know, talk about where you live, stuff like that. That's my. That's kind of my draw the line point, which I think is fair. The mass blockers say hey, somebody says that your opinion is stupid, and then you block them. Eh, that that comes with the territory in this industry. If you think I'm stupid, that's fine. I think I'm stupid, so you're not hurting my feelings by calling me stupid or saying that my point is stupid. You're just if anything, I probably end up agreeing with you at the end of the day. You know who's not stupid? Our pal Doc in Claysville. Doc, you're next on the fan. Hi, Doc. Play ball. That's right. Baseball Hi, season's Josh. here.
3: That's yeah, from a famous movie with Leslie Nielsen. They, they, they. You know, they used that in there. When you I figured I'd use it right there because we're the right <laughs> start of the season. We and are real, real excited there, Josh. Uh, you know, they made some nice pickups there.
4: And I uh, like the like,
3: uh, way they g- g- got a, a picture in the draft and that. And uh, I actually am real optimistic. My prediction was, I said it a couple weeks ago, 92 wins Ooh. and 70 losses. Mm. I think they have a real good team. And I'm really looking forward to what sitting down and enjoy, enjoying my good baseball
1: Doc, I am as well, and appreciate the call. Uh, It's going to be a little different for me, not, you know, doing Pirates pre and post this year, but I'm going to watch plenty of baseball, and I'm looking forward to watching and uh, listening to the Pirates here on 93.7 The Fan. I, you know, I I think I said a couple weeks ago when I was on, after the Oviedo and um, Andy Rodriguez injuries, that I kind of looked at this team as like a high 70s win team because I was really... I guess scared on the prospect of Henry Davis catching every game, but now that we're hearing some pretty good things tonight about Henry Davis catching, I'm starting to think this is an above 500 team again. Maybe they can withstand not having Andy Rodriguez. To me, if they go get a really solid starting pitcher, if they trade for a Cabrera, if they maybe have to overpay but sign a Blake Snell, if they do something like that, to me, I could see this team winning over 85, maybe up to 90 games. I could. I think the lineup has the potential of being that solid. The bullpen is really, really good. And if you just – that I think that's the frustrating thing here. It's just spend that little bit of money and you can have a really complete potentially playoff caliber team. If you just go either make that move – or spend that money on that one pitcher maybe that's all you need in this equation and I hope that it happens but it's also the reality of the situation I don't know that it will but man there's a lot of upside especially after what we heard tonight from Jason Mackey that you know this team this team might be pretty good and The guy playing catcher might be pretty good. He might have it starting to, you know, get it figured out a little bit.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
4: Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,